welcome back to the Black Techies Podcast, where Black culture meets the world of technology. I'm David, and I'm here with Leslie. Uh, we will be here with Herb, so I'm doing unofficial hosting duties until he gets here. <laughs> but uh, uh, for those of you, of you all who don't know, I did actually used to host a podcast, <laughs> but uh, I gave those duties to Herb, and so I, I kind of play the background nowadays, uh, kind of managing the the business side of the flat techies although there's a lot more that that i'm trying to do but uh well we're gonna wait to the next year for all of that because there's a lot of things that i i want to do it's just a matter of having the time to do them because like we're all adults with with uh other responsibilities and jobs <laughs> oh yeah so, but and side um, hobbies and side businesses Whew, we are busy right Right. Speaking of side hobbies, uh, before uh, before we started, Leslie was telling me about her adventure at TwitchCon. Uh, would you mind uh, regaling us with with everything that, or you know, at least your uh, time there? Well, my time in San—it was my first time ever in San Diego. Plus, it was for TwitchCon. It was worth it. Black Twitch creators are out there. We all got to meet up. It was all love. It was a lot of fun. There were a lot of demos. There was a lot. Like, I'm glad I brought my big suitcase because the amount of swag I brought back between bags, lanyards, fanny packs. Uh, got my son puzzles and exclusive things from different uh, companies that they're not going to come out in the store. I got to play Street Fighter Six. I got to get some of the exclusive merch. Uh, whew, I played demos. I got to see... Uh, uh, Rode actually has a soundboard, a virtual soundboard now. It's oh, called yeah. Rode X Unity. I got three months free of that. So I've been nice. playing around with that. It goes great with the pop mic I got from you. It works. Yeah, great. yeah, of course. See, right? Now you don't have to buy the that $300 uh, Rodecaster. <laughs> Rodecaster nope. Pro, I think that's what it is. I yep. was like, nope. eh, like it's, it's nice, but I don't know if it's $300 nice. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I got uh, virtual software for that. I got a lot of keys to a lot of different games. So I made a lot of connections. I picked up some partnerships while I'm out there. I'm now affiliate, uh, affiliated with Bunny Gang, which is a, as a clothing company as well as a, it teams up with content creators like myself. And we can do like their merch is pretty lit. So I get my own discounts. I'm also a partner with, uh, I'm trying to get a partnership with a company called Get Rick, which is hilarious. I actually want to, free overlay and stuff from them and they oh, work wow. my stream lane my streamer name is get wreck 2020 so meaning a company called get wreck they were like we might need to do some collabs i'm like yes i'm also uh, affiliated with rgb custom pcs so i'm in their partner program so as a streamer and as a content creator going to that con one, I got to do a lot of networking. If you really want to build on just content creation, whether it be podcasting like us, uh, streaming games, doing YouTube videos, like we got to talk to Sega, Amazon, mm. Stream out, Streamlabs, Stream Elements, Blurp, which is a, a soundboard company. There's a company that's making content-free music. Like they make a library of content-free music that you can use forever. It's in beta right now, but it changes depending on what game you're playing and if you're like excited the music changes so you're excited if it's sad it slows down uh got together with a company called eclipse.gg their app 
literally mm-hmm. takes your VODs and it makes clips for you. So you don't even have to go through the trouble of making your clips from your VODs no more. It'll actually pick oh, out your best great. moments yeah. and make clips. And you can put them straight right. to TikTok, straight to YouTube. I wonder I'm how like, I wonder how it figures that out. <laughs> it I don't know what the algorithm is, but it is stuff I would clip. So mm-hmm. their clips are pretty legit. It saved me some time. I was mm-hmm. able to instantly put them on TikTok with the premium themes and everything. No problems. And uh nice. Oh, Best thing I had, I won a five hundred dollar gift card from Newegg. What? 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 Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, is it is it only two Newegg? Like you can only use it on Newegg's shop. And I mean, yeah, it would make sense, but but. <laughs> but still, at the same time, I was able to like completely upgrade my streaming setup. I got a new camera. Right. I got new ring lights. I got a mic arm. I finally got oh, a stream great. deck. I got speakers. <laughs> so I got a new desk to put it all on. So. Twitch comedy. All you need now is, is uh, clearly. All you need now is a YouTube channel and do like a a, a setup tour. <laughs> that's what I'm about. I got a YouTube channel, but I got to put some more content on it, so that's gonna probably mm. be me in the next year. So let, let me been... ask you: there, there's been a there's there's been a lot of movement in recent months to switch or to to uh, move from Twitch to YouTube. Your YouTube gaming, I guess, like. Do you think that's a that that YouTube would be a? I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of people switch over because uh, you know Twitch's monetar- monetization policies and stuff. Well, Twitch in the recent last couple months, uh, Twitch has been since they stopped hosting, which is bad for the smaller streamers like me. Like whenever you're right. streaming and you have your friends host you up, that opens you up to more audiences. Since there is no more hosting, is like okay. If you're not online, you're not online. You just got to catch people when you're online. Or even now, the they did have to drop the threshold for monetization. So if you make 50 bucks, you'll get a check. But even that's not helping a lot of smaller streamers. It's fine with the big streamers. Big streamers aren't affected by any of the major changes. It's the smaller ones who right. are still trying to grow that's hurt. And moving to YouTube, personally, I'm probably going to stay where I'm at. Because one, this is where my audience is. And I'm not going to Facebook gaming. I have nothing against them. I tried. I did simul stream before I made Twitch affiliate. I, I did. Yeah, I did too. On Facebook. But Facebook gaming, I'm starting to move myself away from Facebook as a platform. So I'm not going to invest the time to get into the gaming part. YouTube, I like to play a lot of music during my streams. And I'm not trying to catch a half million DMA, DCMA strikes. Right. Like, you can play did they music. Read, did, they, they, you can, did Twitch you can redo how they, how they do that? Um, no. You can play it as long as you're talking over it the whole time. If you're continuously talking uh, so that you hear yourself more than the music and the music's not automatically blaring, like somebody would be like, oh, I hear music in the background, but I hear the streamer and I hear the game more than I hear the music, but you know the music's there. That kind of thing. That's how you kind of get around that. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> but it's I just, okay. I'm not going to just... move the- Broadcasting to the whole internet. <laughs> That's fine. No one's gonna see that part. It's fine. But uh, it's uh, I'm not really gonna switch to YouTube because it's the same thing with Trovo. Trovo is another platform for streamers. Trovo and YouTube are more for people who have bigger audiences. If your audience is over in the like hundreds and thousands, it's a good move for you. Uh. I feel like YouTube is more for people who put you play the games. It's not really for live as much as it's for okay. I got my video. I did my I did my vibe. Let me edit it. Add a couple of clips. Add this here. Take this here. Take this out. Then put it up. It's kind of a 
I guess I would use it more as a video archiver more than I would a live stream. And Trovo doesn't work for me since I don't play Apex or Fortnite or anything considered mainstream. I play a lot of indies. So nobody would really find me there either. So Twitch is kind of like my happy medium. No, no, I can I can understand that. I mean, I think even now, I think Twitch is still like mind share wise, right? People mm -hmm. still associate streaming games with Twitch, right? So, you know, I and you and like you said, like YouTube is more associated with video on demand or you know, VOD, right? So mm -hmm. I don't they don't yet have that they don't yet have that uh, that association with streaming. But I don't we'll see how I mean I, I know they're trying to make that push though. Like they're really trying to make that push for oh, yeah. uh you know, for those Twitch streamers. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I if I started streaming again, because I, I used to stream on Twitch. Uh, and actually, I started on Facebook Gaming. No, I think I started on Twitch. Then I went to Facebook Gaming. I actually made their, their affiliate program uh, okay. before I stopped streaming. <laughs> but <laughs> then I lost it. But uh, you had to get like 100, 100 uh, subscribers or something like that. Um, right. But uh, See, I'm, uh, I'm trying I, to move away from Facebook as a platform because it just feels like every day, if like suppose I share a memory, if that memory is found to be offensive now, I get a strike for something I sent like seven years ago. Mm. No, that's 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 <laughs> come on, now. come on now. It's like, I'm yeah, if I do end up streaming again, it'll be on YouTube probably. Just starting back I mean, up, go I'll for probably it. if you can. You need to start back up. I'm I'm gonna be now that I'm finally done with this boot camp. I'm about to be on some my streams are gonna still be a lot of techie. I'm gonna start doing a lot of like when I get software jobs or soft app jobs, I'm gonna start just coding my apps on stream. That's actually right. a pretty lucrative niche. You'd be surprised how many people will actually tune in and watch somebody just code the whole time. Yeah. No, I have heard of that. People <laughs> I guess I've I so I have a I have a coworker uh who who's really into legos right and so he'll he, he actually has a youtube channel and he just he he is it's not like in real time i think it's more so like time lapse because they you know depending on how complex it is it can take a long time to build but like he'll post these time lapse of him building whatever lego sets that he has in this i mean he actually i think at one one of his uh his videos has like i mean like five thousand views it was something like that but um yeah, yeah, so. I mean, there's a lot of, what's well, fun is there's yeah. a lot of, uh, there's one chick, since I was in a boot camp on Twitch, like, and he would raid out mm. to different technical streamers, and there's one chick, literally all she does is she does stuff with uh, IOT stuff, and chills and listen to music the whole time. She keeps a steady stream of four or 500 people of just watching her build things. Like, she built, figured out a way to build a cigarette lighter and a, uh, an AI way to flick it for people who have disabilities mm. but still smoke. So I'm like, I sat there and watched that for like three hours. And then there's another channel mm. called Old Timey Game Computer Channel. It runs 16-bit <laughs> games all day in AI. Oh, wow. wait, what? Wait, I need to write this It down. runs off a pie. I'm a, <laughs> it's called Old Timey Computer Games, I think. And it literally just Old runs 24 hours a day of playing 16-bit games. The AI is playing. It's I mean, like I'm, a I'm Python looking. AI. <laughs> a Old Python timey. AI is the game. Old timey. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. What was it? You say computer game? Or was it? Or computer show? I think so. I think what it's old timey it? computer show. I don't think that's it. I don't see any. But uh, so that was so. That, 
So for those who don't know, I've I've been in the in the process of uh becoming a developer, and so this is very interesting to me now. <laughs> oh, here a, it is. A, I'm about to post the link in our chat. Make sure it's in the uh the comment, not the, oh well okay. I didn't know if you wanted wanted everyone else to look at. Oh, it's a Twitch. Well, I mean, okay, okay. Yeah, it's an actual Twitch gotcha. stream. Huh. And it just runs. It runs old movies. Yes. It runs games, and that's all it does. It runs off of Python AI. Hmm. It is pretty cool to watch. And so, I see JavaScript has grabbed a hold of YouTube. Uh -huh. Yeah, I started off with Python now, and I'm on the JavaScript. Even though, so I have a a technical screening coming up for something okay. hush hush, but uh. Okay. So that I, I mean, I'll probably use if they ask me to code anything, it'll probably be like Python or something. But I don't know because only because it's easier to do things in Python sometimes. Okay, but, so uh, I made a, a executable like anybody who need who needs me to code something like an automated test in Python. I made a Python executable that just runs this test for me. Mm. Like, oh, can you? There you go. Can you do uh, automated testing? Oh, here you go. Here's my executable. Just run this. It's gonna go to a website. Do a little data scraping push out results you're welcome mm -hmm. see i mean i mean and that's you know not to get too uh technical for all those people who aren't really developers but uh yeah. <laughs> i mean python is really good for scripting and like an automation like it's really it's big in automation like i'm a network engineer so like it's big in network automation uh mm -hmm. you, you know I, I was studying to get my uh to get my ccmp last year and like one of the things you got to know is at least understand is how Py is understanding python which is how I got into my whole developer kick. <laughs> Ironically, mm -hmm. I was studying studying that. But uh, I guess we can go ahead and move into the first part of our show. Uh, yeah. I was hoping Herb would be here by now, but oh well. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. So on the on the on the menu, we got a few things actually. Um, so we all know. Anyone who's who's watching this knows that. Uh, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever came out yesterday. I've seen it. Leslie has not seen it, so I will not spoil anything. This will not be a spoiler-filled show, but we can kind of talk kind of generally about it because I think, like, this movie, I, I will say, like, in fact, I just came back from it, like, 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so, like, it's still it's still fresh in my mind, and, and I, this is going to take a few days to process this movie because... One, it was a lot. It's a long movie. It's not. It's not short, but and there, there's a lot that happens that you just need to process. Like it, it, it almost reminds me at the end of um, Infinity War, right? You know, Thanos snaps mm -hmm. half the universe, and then he sits down smiling, and then the movie ends, and you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and so <laughs> it just ends, and you're like, "What happened? Wait, is this this is the end? I need you know all of that happening. You need to." Need to process that stuff. So um, th this is going to be going to be one of those movies that, especially for the culture, like you you you're gonna have to sit down and like just just stare at the wall for a minute and just and just think, right? <laughs> but uh, one other thing that that was very apparent, uh, I joked around on, on Facebook that Wakanda Forever is basically black women the movie because like <laughs> like like y'all are just like outside of like. Everett, like you know, Everett Ross, the CIA guy. I mm -hmm. outside of him and, and like in Mbaku, right? He, Mbaku had to get his, his his in, right? Like oh, outside cool. of those two, honestly, black women basically run this movie. Like 
it is like <laughs> you know between uh Angela Bassett and Letitia Wright and uh the I forgot her name, the woman who plays Riri Williams. I forgot her oh, name. Lupita? Um was yeah, that her Lupita? name? Leon, Leon, no, 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 not 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 uh not oh, <laughs> Lupita, I know you're uh in Not no, not Nakia. That's Nakia. Uh, uh, but no, her too though. She's in it, right? <laughs> but like so I mean one of the things obviously with this movie is it has to cover that the loss of Chadwick Boseman, right? And mm-hmm. and the way they did it, like you, you saw some of the funeral scenes in the, in the trailers, but like the way they did it was great. Like they they really did a, an excellent job of honoring his memory, and of course, you know, in universe honoring T'Challa in in universe, right? Um, and then like part of the part of the theme is like, okay, if he's gone, and 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 what what happens? Like in the last movie, uh, uh, Killmonger basically burned up all the heart-shaped herb. So I was like, um, how do we have a Black Panther without the heart-shaped herb, <laughs> right? How do we, or how does Wakanda move forward now that they've opened themselves up to the world? You know, now there's all of this tension with other countries because, you know, Wakanda has all this advanced technology and uh, vibranium. And like, obviously, you know, and, and when one country has all this power, there's going to be that tension you know, to to try to take away some of that power. I'll just say that. But uh, <laughs> and so um, and then on top of that, right, you got the you can't call them Atlanteans because they're not Atlanteans. But uh, you got Namor and um, uh, and his and his people that live like, live underwater, obviously. And yeah. their whole story is kind of kind of well. Kind of sort of mirrors Wakanda in a way. Uh, you'll find that out when you watch the movie. But his, his story is really good. So he was a great villain. Like he, Namor, I, like I will say this: I didn't read the comics. I don't. I didn't really know that much about Namor. Uh, I, all I knew is I think he was the first mutant. I think in the in the comics, uh, or something like that. Uh, he was either Marvel's first comic book character or their first mutant, or one of the, or both of them. I don't. I don't remember. But like Namor, this dude doesn't play. Like. <laughs> all the fight scenes you see with Namor, you can like this dude is bad. Mm-hmm. This 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 dude, yeah. Namor was bad but, in the comics. I was exci- yeah. I was actually excited to hear he was gonna be a part of it. But yeah, I think you're you're really going to enjoy his story, enjoy uh the the story of Wakanda, like how they cope with, with uh T'Challa's death and all of that. Um but yeah, I think the themes of this movie is, are going to be really felt. And honestly, and one thing I liked uh, about it is that so like you know how the MCU has this weird habit of like when it comes to humor, like where they'll they'll inject like all these little quips and jokes and stuff, especially in especially in like serious moments. Uh, it is it is really heavy in like Thor, Ragnarok, and Eleven Thunder. But um, I don't I don't really like that all the time. I mean, I like jokes, but like. When it, when it comes to being serious, it needs to be serious. And Wakanda Forever did a great job of being serious. It was a serious movie. Like it, it was heavy. I mean, they had you know they they had a few comic you know scenes of comic relief and stuff like that, right? And it wasn't just you know just pure seriousness the whole time. But given the weight of what happened with Chadwick in real life and T'Challa and within the, the the universe, like it was a heavy movie, and you you felt that throughout the whole. Um, throughout the whole movie and what, you know, what Queen Ramonda, uh, Angela Bassett's character has to do, um, you know, she lost her son, right? And then mm-hmm. Shuri lost her uh, brother. So, like, how, how do they 
how do they cope with that? Um, and so, yeah. Sorry, that was that was very long winded, but I, I needed to, I needed to talk about something because I just came back from it. But like, you haven't seen it, but what do you, what are you expecting, or what are you hoping from it? I guess. I mean, I going to see the first Black Panther and then seeing it with my son and watching how it affected him. I can't wait to see his reaction to the movie because he he enjoyed the movie so so much. He's like, I gotta see it again, mom. I gotta see it again. And we went back the next weekend. We're going next weekend to see it. <laughs> Because uh, this weekend I had a lot of stuff to take care of at home, and I, I get paid Tuesday, so I could actually get the tickets ahead of time and make it a whole day next weekend, so we can go watch it. But uh, oh, we're I'm expecting yeah. to see some. I'm hoping to get some closure, because this movie has been going back and forth for so long. Like, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna recast Chadwick? Is Lashisha even gonna be in the movie? Uh, so much has been going back and forth to say that it's finally out and hearing such good things about it. I'm excited. I'm glad they didn't rush it or just screw it over. That, right, that's what I'm happy right. And I mean, you got to admit, I mean, if you're Ryan Coogler and someone tells you you got to make a Black Panther movie without chat with Bozeman, how, like, that's a that's a tall order. Like, for any director, honestly, but like, I think he did, I think he did the best job that he could. Given what happened, I mean, I think, <laughs> I mean, hey, honestly, Black I Panther too, Black job. Panther guys, Ooh. right? Ooh. I know, right? Ooh, guess we're doing <laughs> like, this. How do you have a Black, How do you have Black Panther without Black Panther, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I think that the story that he tells, um, well, one is understandable. Um, mm-hmm. my 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 daughter she was like, "This is the best movie since Endgame," and and uh. And uh, Infinity War, I was like, I need to, I need to, I need to marinate on that one right before I before I make that declaration. But I will say, okay. it's probably the best MCU movie this year. It's the best one this year. Maybe the next the last two years. Maybe outside of Spider Man. But <laughs> I, mean, I mean, with MCU going into stage four, it's it's so much prep work getting ready for the Secret War and for the Scrolls. Yeah, they they're doing a whole lot of prep work for the Scrolls. I'll give them that. And I can't. Oh man, what was that? Secret Invasion? Yeah, Secret Invasion. And see, that now they're getting to the part in the Marvel Universe that a lot of comic heads are going to be like, yes, both damn time. Right. But uh, like a lot of people were just getting into Marvel because of the movies. If if you saw Infinity War, you saw Endgame, and if you saw WandaVision, the scrolls are here. They've already made themselves known. You know, uh, Agatha's getting a show. Yeah, yeah, uh, Agatha. I mean, what was the name of it? Agatha, I forgot the name, I think the name of it. Arthur's, well, I, I forgot the name of the show. Agatha's getting a show. Loki's getting a season mm-hmm. two, finally. Right. Uh, Which is interesting, the- right? So, Kang, Kang was the, I want to say he was the, I guess he was the main, or the end villain, I guess you could say, uh, in Loki, but but you know, uh, Kang is also in uh, Ant Man or Ant Man Quantum. Oh yeah, Maybe the new Ant Man um, movie. Right. So, so Kang is gonna be there. I'm happy. I'm hype. Yeah. Man, Jonathan like Majors every- is between Creed two or Creed three rather, and uh, yeah. and and being Kang, Jonathan Majors is is eating right now. <laughs> Which is great. He deserves it because I mean, he only got a, mm-hmm. what a little bit of a like uh, an episode and a half in Loki. Oh yeah, I mean they owe they owe that man something for canceling Lovecraft Country. They owe him. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, 
they owe him for canceling Lovecraft Country, which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, watch it. That show is black history. That's all it is. It's straight <laughs> black history. What a twist. Mm-hmm. And, like, I normally I'm not, I love supernatural shows, but there's some shows I'd be like, mm, I don't think I'm going to watch it. There's only one episode of that show I can't watch. I can't watch The Curse. The, the Emmett Till episode where, they, where she gets cursed. Oh, my God. That creeped me the fuck out. <laughs> with, the, uh, with the demons that were hunting her. Oh, my God. That's so fucking creepy. So creepy. But overall, that wow. show was amazing. And John, they owe Jonathan Major. So the fact that Marvel picked him up and they feeding him, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Mm. Well, on that note, we are going to go into our first ad break when we return. Uh, Got to talk about the the travesty that is Twitter at the moment. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead and, and stick with us. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch! All right, and we're back. And of course, once again, Herb user remembers, I always forget that we are, of course, partnered with HBCU Digital. Please go there for everything that is HBCU, including sports and, of course, technology. Um, so, yeah. And of course, uh, as you can see at the top there on our banner, you can also reach us on all those lovely platforms YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, uh it's been it's been an interesting week with twitter uh of course we all know elon bought the company he fired literally half the company uh and and after that a few high level people left including the ones who were responsible for making sure that the company remained compliant with the ftc so there's that (laughs) Uh, and then, you know, there has been this rollout with the uh, Twitter Blue, which added, or rather the new and improved Twitter Blue, which added uh, the ability for anyone to be verified. I am verified because I just wanted the feeling of being verified. I don't know if I'm going to keep paying $8 for it, but <laughs> but uh, it, it's been a lot of interesting conversation around the, the direction that Twitter is going. So, uh, Leslie, you use Twitter a lot. Uh, oh, what do you think? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not verifying. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. And I got my reasoning for doing it is like, I don't need a check mark by my name. If you want to read what I tweet, you go ahead and follow me. If you don't, you don't. That's you missing out. That's not my problem. Um, you, I pay enough between Hulu, Netflix, my anime subscription, my mm. Discord stuff. Yeah, yeah. My streaming stuff. I pay enough. The last thing I'm doing is paying for social media. It's free. I'm gonna let it ride free. If you see me, you see me. You don't. You don't. You're not getting extra money out of me for a check mark that they used to almost kill you up to kill yourself to get. Now you can just pay eight bucks. Nah, I'm not about to put money back in y'all pockets because y'all want to be stupid and lose. Not doing it. 
Y'all want to be stupid and make bad decisions and fire people and make changes that really don't need to be made. No, thank you. I'm not putting money back in your pocket. I'm not rewarding bad behavior. I'm not. Mm. I'm not this about irony, but this money. <laughs> irony, I, ironically, that's uh that's kind of the, the crux of capitalism, right? You make a good product and if people like it, they buy more of it or they keep using the service. <laughs> right. So if you don't like the service, then you don't pay, right? I mean, that's just exactly. that's just capitalism one on one. But mean, like did you see all the fake accounts that came out and got yes. instantly verified? That's what I was, all right, like, that's what I was gonna talk about. Yep. Failure. Like there was a fake LeBron James. Oh man, the fake Super Mario site had me in tears. <laughs> The Mario with the middle finger. <laughs> yes. He had me in. T- I'm like, follow. Instant follow. Instant. Because I see where this is going. But that's what you opened up the door for. You opened up the door for people to make fake accounts and bot accounts, pay to get them. If you got the money to throw away to get them verified, now you got verified bot accounts running over your social media. What have you right. gotten out of it? Which, which it, it actually has some real world impact so like the 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 not insurance company it's a um a pharmaceutical company eli Lilly. so mm-hmm. like someone impersonated them and was like insulin is now free and they they lost 13 billion dollars in one day because of that it was a fake account that was like <laughs> insulin is now but free but it was verified though <laughs> that's the right. point it was, it was a, ver- a verified right and so like i don't so all right let me let me let me let me back up i'm going to be charitable for for for, for a moment I understand the need to make sure that actual humans are verified, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, when you got to fill out the captcha thingy, uh, you know, to make sure you're not a bot. I get that. The problem is, they're also in addition to the the new verification system, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're also rolling out the a an additional verification which says official to like any of the actual verified accounts, right? So like if you look at Nintendo or uh, you know, any major brands, ad companies, stuff like that, uh, pop politicians, it'll say official, which was the whole point of the verification system <laughs> in the first place. That was the whole point of the blue check was to make sure that you knew that they were the official person. What Exactly. So basically... He's reinventing the wheel. <laughs> you know what? Let's verify. Everyone's verified now. Let's re-verify the verifications. That's... Stupid. That is absolute stupidity. Hey, her. Hey, welcome, welcome to the, welcome finally to the podcast. We got, we got Herborn for those who are listening. Uh, after we record this, we got Herborn at the moment. What's going on, man? Hey, man, it's a uh, crazy, crazy. Lots of running, lots of running. <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, um, yeah, I'm good. Good. We're, we're talking about Twitter and how you now need to be verified when you get your verification. Right. Have you noticed the uh, the official gray gray check mark <laughs> next to the actually verified people? No comment. Which which defeats the purpose of the verifications <laughs> that was already in place. <laughs> like I said, I'm not about to pay eight dollars to reward. I'm not rewarding bad behavior. This was a dumb idea. I'm not about to pay for it. If I'm gonna be unverified, team unverified. Let me be unknown. Yeah, I, let me I, let think I'm fake. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I got some thoughts. And um now that I'm back in here, uh the banner's about to go up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we have actually been beha- we've been behaving ourselves. You would have been proud. We have been real well behaved. You haven't said yeah. anything that would make us or a, or or HBCU digital mad. <laughs> we've said yeah. nothing questionable. We've had great yeah. discussions. Yeah, before I get started, um, I'm gonna put out the disclaimer on myself. The the views of Herbert L. Seward III are not necessarily the views of HBCU Digital Network or any entities in or thereof. Let me get a snack. This is gonna be good. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna get my popcorn right quick. <laughs> Has there been any any example in modern technology of just the just complete idiocy than than what you know Elon Musk has done with that platform since he bought it. Kind I mean, it's, I mean every every move that dude has made. I mean, it's it's like the proverbial piece of you know gold turning into a piece of coal. And I mean, just to put this in perspective, the total net value of Twitter when when Elon bought it was right around $44 billion. It's down to $8 billion now. And it is dropping like a lead rock. It's dropping faster than vibranium drops drops to the, to the bottom of the ocean. And it's, <laughs> it's amazing and it's funny and it's scary to watch all at the same time because the dude doesn't know what to do. He's he's completely oblivious. And then on top of that, his social media etiquette on top of it, where people are clowning him, you know, parody accounts, you know, he's suspending people with parody accounts now, even though, you know, people label them as parody accounts, he's still suspending people. Um, It's crazy. And people are starting to leave the platform, you know, in droves, you know. Like brand, like people, people paying for ads or leaving yeah yeah it's crazy and i mean i know earlier in the week you know on, my t- on the twitter feeds you know for the space and and other black twitter you know areas you know people were talking about you know where black twitter is going to go because black twitter um practically made twitter as entertaining as it's been and mm-hmm. people are talking about okay it's time for us to go where are we going to go where <laughs> so it's it, it it's one of those things where you know we love the platform for what it does and and its marketing and its promotional potential but god this dude has crashed and burned like in, in epic fashion and mm-hmm. it's something that is completely um it's sad but it's funny at the same time because dude's he's when it comes to stuff like that. So I, I don't know, man. I, I can't call it. No, I, I can't. The, the thing the thing that kind of bothers me though, like, all right, he's he's clearly trying to find a way to to better monetize Twitch, right? He's trying to make sure he's trying to get more get a, a higher revenue stream, right? And I think that's probably what this eight dollar subscription is for, right? Is to get people paying for Twitter. And like he even said that like if you're not verified that that your tweets would actually like go down as far as like importance so so you your content might not even be seen if you don't pay eight dollars a month and if that's the case what's the point 
You know, who's yeah. going to pay $8 a month just to use a social social network? Like, no one's going to do that. And, and I'll be like, honest with you. You know, I'm not, people... I mean, I'm not rewarding that behavior. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If, if I got to pay $8 a month for my post to be seen, I might as well go to a platform like Fanbase or go to a platform um, like Mastodon where either I can monetize my own content if I got to pay for it or... Um, you know, I can, you know, I can build audiences that way. And the thing about it is that, you know, the opportunity for somebody to come up with a, with a competitor now, that window has turned into a big wide chasm because of what he's doing policy wise in terms of, you know, the user base that uses Twitter and not just that. He's losing a lot of talent from the company in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, before we started, that, uh I said I noticed that I note that he he fired or no, the people who uh his privacy I think privacy head and the people who oversee uh compliance with like FTC rules and stuff, they left. So now the engineers, the engineers are the ones who have to do it. The engineers yeah. don't we don't like doing that. Yeah, no, y'all don't. <laughs> 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 give me the tank. I don't care about policy. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I say that as somebody that's that that has had foot in both roles wherever I've worked at. You know, somebody that's done operations policy and and on the engineering side of things. Engineering engineers hate that stuff. Engineers, you know, will look at you crazy. You know, and be like, "Can I just do a ticket for this and have somebody else do it?" <laughs> you know, I have other stuff to do. You know, so it's um, yeah, it, I, it's really one of those things where, you know, you don't like seeing the platform happen. You know, go down in flames like it's going down in flames, but it couldn't happen to a better person. You know that sort of thing, and it, you know, jeez, uh, I, I, like I said, it's it's it, kind it's, of funny, right? Because like yeah. Elon Musk. Like before, so before he bought Twitter, before he even talked about buying Twitter, like I would, I would say that Elon Musk still had a relatively positive, like view. Like most people probably had a, a relatively positive view of Elon Musk, right? You know, he 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 was the owner or the CEO of Tesla, SpaceX, right? And SpaceX has done has done a lot of really great stuff. Uh, Tesla has been has been the the driver of electric vehicle adoption in the U.S. and around the world. Like without Tesla, electric vehicles would not be where they are right now. So yeah, like it's true. I would say like he's done a lot of good stuff. Now that said, those working conditions conditions at his Fremont factory uh in California, you know, we, you know, we, we might need to talk about that one. But uh I you know, that aside, you can't really put it aside, but that aside, he's done a lot of good stuff with his companies. The hyperloop stuff, I was really hoping the, the hyperloop would take off because we really need a high-speed rail system outside of Amtrak. <laughs> right, I really wish there was a you know a competitor to Amtrak, because what why is that the only option? But anyways, but um, but like after after his Twitter deal, like after he bought it, his his uh standing in the public has gone down a little bit, <laughs> so he's not a, he's not and he try and like I think you said it or like he tries to he has these antics he does on Twitter, and I think he's trying to be you know hip or whatever, but like. I don't know if it's going to help him <laughs> nowadays. Mm -mm. Yeah, just a tad. 
It's going down just a tad. I mean, you know it's, I mean? it's you got to think. I understand. Yes, you bought a, a very lucrative company, but now you're turning it into a gimmicky joke. You just, that's just keep it that's the nice. That's the nice way of saying. Yeah. yeah, you know exactly what I meant to say, but I'm being nice yeah. today. It's a gimmicky joke. It's like, hey, hey, go ahead. I'm gonna put the disclaimer up, Leslie. Go uh -huh. ahead. I'm, I'm actually behaving myself today. Let me behave myself today. <laughs> behave myself. It's a gimmicky joke. You're gonna hemorrhage yeah. money. I'm not rewarding me and other creators. Like, if we wanted to pay for a social media platform, I damn sure will pay more money. For something I can barely use GIFs on, videos on, you just started adding any kind of moving parts to it other than sending out words. And you still have a lot of issues within the site itself. I'm not paying $8 for a faulty product. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, if, you know, speaking for myself as somebody that does, um, you know, other sorts of content creation, uh, as it relates to, to HBC culture, sports, and, and everything else. I, I, like I said, I, I, I'd just as soon go to fan base, you know, and and let, you know, Isaac Hayes do, you know, work on that platform and and see if I can, trans you know, transition my audience from, you know, the platform that is, uh, you know, going the way of the Dodo to another, to another platform. And you know that's a that's a really harsh way of putting it, but you know, Mr. Musk has really put that company in position to really um, have a really hard fall from grace. But not by any fault of anybody working for the company. You know. Now, what so. kind of gets me on that? You kind of got to think. I understand getting the money to let it be to make it. You can use it to make it. You could have left it completely alone and made yourself richer. Just leaving it alone. But you had to in, you had to be like, I've got to put my touch on things. Every time Elon Musk has put his touch on things, things have started to fail. <laughs> One of the people around him going to be like, hey, Mr. Musk, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to get fired. Fire me if I'm wrong. But you're killing everything you touch. Because you're not, you've got the opposite of a Midas touch. You turn it to crap. <laughs> it, it so, you know, so, so if, that's a funny story about this. So, <laughs> So, uh, so you know, Tesla is, is supposed to be coming out with their Cybertruck, right? And so, mm -hmm. like, when when they were uh, when they when they announced it, when they unveiled it on stage, uh, so he 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 was touting that like the windows of the Cybertruck are supposed to be like super tough and everything. So he got a baseball and he threw it at the window, and it broke. And so it was kind of embarrassing, right? You know, it wasn't supposed to do that. And so uh, I don't. I mean, I think I think they might have fixed it afterwards, but it, that wasn't a good look for him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what do you do? That's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, I get it. You're you're not Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs made a product. It was great. And ever since his passing, they've just taken it, rewashed it, recycling it, and it's slowly going to rot. Dude, you literally are making money with. You started the electrical vehicle revolution. That's great. I've been starting to hear complaints from Tesla drivers. Things are not looking up. Things are not looking good. You're turning Twitch into pretty much the almost the MySpace of social media accounts. You're you're leading people back to Facebook, and people are leaving Facebook in droves. If you're leading people back to Facebook, you know you messing up. Straight <laughs> up. Like people were leaving it's Facebook to go to Twitter, and now you're leading them back. That's bad. 
I was joking on Facebook. I was like, maybe we should bring back MySpace and Black Planet. <laughs> Black, ooh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong, Black Planet was fun when I was on it, but I can't go back. I've done some things. I can't go back. <laughs> if they got to revamp that site, just also, uh, I think they did. I think they're trying to do a like a, a comeback or whatever. Uh, like so, like if you go to blackplanet.com, like it, it's there, and they, they, you know, they talk about how you can. And I think you can sign up for it. I don't know how many people use it, but you can I'm, actually sign up for it. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah I think, same here, man. It, like for all that, I will literally just make my own. What's funny, you can literally buy a domain, get a word, set it up on WordPress. You can make your own social media site. Isn't that what Mastodon lets you do? You can use their, because that's how uh, Parler was made, right? They use Mastodon's open source stuff and yeah. then yeah, just made You can make own. your own social media site. I would never do that because what I'm not about to do is take you understand half the internet is toddlers. I'm not about <laughs> right. to be, I'm not about to sit here and watch people do th stupid things. I'll be I'll be the quickest one, like, oh nope. Hate me nope, 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 no. No. You can hate me online so, everywhere. So there's else, a, I'm not doing it. So uh the editor in chief of The Verge, um, Neelai Patel. He, uh, he wrote an article uh, a couple of weeks ago called Welcome to Hell, right? And it was directed mm -hmm. towards Elon, right? And he was talking about how uh, trying to manage a social media network, like a social network is not easy because you're when, you, when you're trying to make people the, 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 um, the product, and when you have to police what people say, that's, or, you know, now I won't say police, but, not, you know, uh, make sure that, bad things aren't said and <laughs> that's not an easy thing to do because humans humans are going to human right and mm -hmm. trying because so so part of this started right is because he was trying to get in good with all the all the conservatives who were saying that you know that twitter was biased against conservative voices and so you know when he when he announced that he was buying the site you know it, it was a at least on the right anyway there was a lot of uh rejoicing because they're like finally we're gonna he's gonna Make sure that, you know, free speech and all of that, even though free speech is protected by the First Amendment against the government, not private companies. Uh, please stop using the First Amendment when it comes to private companies. It doesn't apply to first to private companies. It applies to the government. But anyways, <laughs> um, what was I saying? The, uh, yeah. Wait. <laughs> That's why I trying to thought trying to go going off on a tangent like that. But um I forgot where I was going, but keep going. <laughs> see, see that's you know that's that's the effect of the dark lord of of Twitter. <laughs> I hate what this dude man. It, the, it, the, he's the he's, dark lord Elon. Elon wants to do too but that's the problem. Like I get it. You did something, you've made a lot of money from it, and now you want to take that money to essentially try to make more money. What you're doing is literally taking a social media network that was already kind of people are on the fence about and now people are like oh now i have to pay for social media no no yeah. that's the whole social media there's so many social media sites why am i going to pay to stay on this one or pay to have my post be seen i could just go to another one and still have my stuff shown for free i'm not about to pay okay. for something that's essentially free oh well as many people won't see your post maybe i don't want that many people maybe i don't care maybe i just yeah. like meeting them myself i mean i'm not about to pay you eight dollars a month to have a little gray check by my name that means absolutely nothing because you're re-verifying the people who are already verified so you just added extra steps 
I'm not going to reward this. I'm not paying for it. And then you can get other tears of like, ha ha, I'm official, 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 verified. No, no, thank you. Not happening. Not happening. It's stupid. That is, <laughs> that is capitalism at its best and worst. So like yeah. I posted the uh, the article I was talking about from uh, from The Verge, and yeah, it's uh, I will say language warning for those who aren't into that, but but it's it's, it's an, an excellent article. Like it's, I mean, he's he's the editor in chief. He's been doing this for years, but uh, like it was it was it is is a wonderfully written article about um the real problems of trying to police a social network and uh, how like how do you deal with um, all of the different laws that different countries have when it comes to, to moderate to speech moderation, right? You know, in the U.S., it might be a little bit lax, but if you go to another country like China, you know, <laughs> or you know, one of the one of the uh, one of the Arab co- countries, it, it, or India, it's going to be that that free speech is going to be a little a little restricted. So, how do you do that? And it's it's not as it's not as easy as people think it is. Um, it's it, so it's. <laughs> uh, like for example, Twitter is being used by Iranians protesting that government, right? So, but what if the Iranian government is like, we're going to block Twitter, so they can't do that, right? You know, so <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of things I don't think people realize when it comes to having a social network like this, and it's not as easy yeah. as just simply saying free speech. No, what does that mean? Well, <laughs> well, and I think that's, and I think that's something that goes to a greater conversation about how we you know, in America and and most of the West have kind of taken those liberties as it relates to technology for granted. Um, You know, a lot of times when we talk about uh, those sorts of things and we forget that, you know, if you're someplace like Myanmar or if you're someplace like China or Indonesia and you say something, you know, out of turn against the government or against an entity that's not really popular that um, you could um, not just get a slap on the wrist. You might get slapped with a cane, or mm-hmm. you, <laughs> or you might get you know locked up someplace or worse. So, you know, I think uh, I think one thing that's going on with Twitter that's you know that's kind of a cautionary tale that we can take is that you know we kind of we take that type of freedom and flexibility with our platforms for granted. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, and I mean, I think we, re- you know, we really saw it, you know, the, mo- the first day, you know, the dark Lord Elon took over Twitter, um, you know, hate speech, you know, rocketed like, like one, like 300%, you know what I'm saying? And in, in, in a single day, and it was just really just, just stupid stuff. Inward, 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 inward. Somebody just typed the inward all over, you know, all over the place. Or it, it, you know, it's just a, it's a very low, um, informationally low, you know, example of how we really use the platform. And the sad thing is, is that when Twitter hit on, hit on the scene, it was, it was a platform strictly for promotional purposes. In other words. People got on, you know, it was very businesslike. People got on, promoted their own things, promoted everything from consumer goods to technology to you name it. And what it's morphed into 
and you know, for better or worse, is just a big giant global community where people feel the need to be able to speak on just about anything. And the fact that, you know, we had, you know, Elon Musk come in and and take the measures that he's taken to this point in terms of, you know, doing the paid verification and, and all of that. It's just sheesh. It, it, I mean, it's the equivalent of taking a baseball and throwing it through somebody's windshield. Hmm. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> the, it, it's crazy. Um, but this is a good time to do, uh, you know, to kind of take a little bit of an ad break. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, our host emeritus took one prior to prior to coming on, but we got to do an ad break. You know, we did. For, we for can our, do one more. <laughs> we yeah, we did. We didn't take care of things. We're, we're, see, we're responsible adults. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, we, we just got to pay attention to our own dark overlords. Um, yeah, we we love you. We see you digital. <laughs> I shared um, I shared a link on my Twitter to directly to the HBCU digital lead. Yes, ma'am. Um, but yeah, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do another a brief link and uh, a brief ad break, and we're gonna come back and talk about some uh, some really good stuff. So stay tuned. A black future happens all the time. It's built on a foundation of those who have paved the way. Trust your dream. The future is counting on it. And we are back. Now, I'm going to put this disclaimer out here out here for folks that have not seen it yet. And uh, they, if, if, if you're talking about Black Panther, we kind of already did. <laughs> kind of did. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I know, but but since you're, but we're gonna, but since, we're but, gonna talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, I, talk about it again. I have not seen it. I'm watching it next weekend. Well, yeah. So I've seen it. I've seen it, but you all haven't. So, but so all right. I have well, uh, no, I have. Yeah, I've seen it. I've not. Yeah, I did see it. Oh, yeah, okay. I saw. Yeah, I saw it. We saw the Veterans Day. So. Uh, okay. Well, you can't. Yeah. You can't spoil it because Leslie hasn't seen it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Trust me. I'm gonna talk around things without spoiling, but. There are some things that I'm going to say that people are going to have to look for in the movie. And these are going to be references to existing comics that um, that have found their way into the MCU in one form or fashion. And people are just going to have to research it. But I've got to say, man, after seeing it, you know, it, it was the perfect tribute to him perfect it was perfect i would can't do anything better i wouldn't i wouldn't change nothing yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah ryan coogler knocked you know knocked that one out of the park and i'm you know i'm really um the way the movie came out and the way the movie um ended you know it was really um you know it, i dug it you know i i can't you know, there's no other way to really describe it. Um, now, I will tell you, and again, I'm not going to put any spoilers out there. There are going to be some moments in the movie that are going to have you tossing your condiments at the screen, not out of, <laughs> you know, being angry and being, you know, saying that this is a bad movie, but saying, why did they have to do that to that, to that person? And, 
Um, for those of you that are not really familiar with the relationship between Namor and Wakanda, in the comic, these two civilizations are butting heads all the time. Um, and the twist that they took, that they took in terms of redoing that for the MCU was really, really dope. It was a very dope cultural twist that they did in terms of pitting two civilizations against each other and putting a real historical context to it. You know, um, I'm not going to go into any more of that because if I do, people will be pissed off and I'm not going to get hate mail for spoiling the movie. Not anymore. Well, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler for, to notice that the, that the, they took a lot of the Mesoamerican culture to, as a, as a template for uh, Namor, for Namor's lack of a better word, country or whatever, um, his, his society. And so I, I, I like that they, that Ryan, that Coogler took that direction, right? Because I mean, one, that one, legally, they can't use Atlantis because DC owns that. So they can't use Atlantis. <laughs> so they had to, yeah. re, they had to, <laughs> that was probably the more re, real world reason why they couldn't use Atlantis. But then, I mean, well, also, they would also have to worry about a different, you know, a lot of different comparisons with Aquaman and all that stuff. So but I like the fact that they, like you said, they, they, they took the real world, uh, environment around mesoamerica like the the incans the um the aztecs right and they or i guess more so the aztecs um and they and they formed like this culture around it uh kind of similar to how in wakanda they use uh different templates for different african cultures right so i i like the fact that he did that it, like you said it grounds it in a real world aesthetic uh, and it's not just some fake society is something that you can like you could you could see it happening like if you lived in the world of the mcu yeah i could see that happening yep yep right um so i i, I think they did a, a really good job I, I i noted also uh also on facebook that this movie is basically black women the movie because <laughs> like uh I, like i said outside of of everett ross and um uh uh mbaku like black women ran ran this movie. They ran yeah. this movie. Like yes. <laughs> and and I'm gonna be completely um frank. Mbaku was um he was he was hilarious the entire film. Yeah, yeah. I mean that I mean it's just a, I mean the character in general, how they you know portrayed that character in the franchise was genius. And Winston Duke is is approaching that level with the character that he immediately becomes recognizable as that comic book character, kind of like Chadwick was with the Black Panther. Um, it's a, you know, besides that, there's a really, um, there's a really recurring theme of colonizer throughout the entire movie. And I'm not going to say any more than that. You have, to, if you haven't seen it, you'll just have to watch it. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of historical reference to you know, to the colonization movement, to you know, to imperialism, to name it in the movie, and um, even even in, even in recent times, 
Yes. Even in recent times, yeah. I would just put it, I would just leave time. it at that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, um, and uh, there are a lot of tie-ins in the movie to current events as well. So, it, you know, they really did a good job with this. They did a good job. And we're not going to talk about the post-credit scene because the post-credit scene is, um, you know, it's a tearjerker. And I am not going to, again, elicit the wrath of, you know, of Black Marvel Universe out there. No, the by, the by whole internet, that's actually. Yeah, yeah, again, I, I, I'm not trying to do that. I will happily put, I disavow anything he said. Yeah, exactly. So I, I will say... You know, I will say there's only one. All right, there's only one. There, there isn't most. There's only one. So after you see that one mid credit scene, that's it. You don't have to stay for the end. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but there. I mean, there's just so many subtle references, and we'll and we'll probably pick this up. Um, you know, on our first episode after holiday break, which, by the way. While we're, we're on the topic, um, the Black Techies podcast is going to be taking a holiday break after this episode, and we will return uh, to our regularly scheduled programming um, uh, first at the, at the new year, probably the first Friday on Friday in January. Um, and those days will be, instead of first two Saturdays of every month, it'll be the first two Fridays of every month. So... Yeah, yeah, we're trying. Yeah, we, we've we've talked to our talked to our crew and 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 our, our brothers trying to listen. So you know we're gonna roll the dice and, and see how that works. Um, but uh, before we you know sign off, well, we're not signing off yet because we're still in the middle of conversation. But you know, I wanted to put that out there because uh, folks that have followed us, you know, from the start, have really kind of been there for the changes and. And folks that know our background know that we do the podcast because we really love it. And we really um, love the idea of occupying a space that really doesn't have a voice. You know, Blacks, blurred culture, Black folk, HBCU Black folk in technology, and the emergence of those things. So you know, we're going to keep, we're going to continue to keep that going and conversations like this will continue, <laughs> you know, in, you know, in mass. Um, and um, I think um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, you know, we got Black Friday coming up. Mm. So what's on your, t- you know, what's, what's, what's on your target? What's on your target list? I'm going to say if, if it does, if it does uh, go on sale, I think I don't know. I don't know if it does the Oculus Quest Two. That's what or Meta. I'm sorry, the Meta Quest Two. Uh, <laughs> you know, as as much as uh, we all hate Mark. Well, I don't really hate him, but as much as Mark Zuckerberg Berg is is hated, the Quest Two is really great. <laughs> he needs to be, be thanking Elon because Elon has taken all of the heat from him. Seriously. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah, folks. Folks ain't talking about Mark DJ too much these days. They they, they talking about Elon. <laughs> you know the dark. That's because that's because Facebook up there. Uh, I think they didn't they just kill like eleven thousand jobs, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> eleven thousand? Yeah, what? Yeah, I uh, I can't call it. 
that's a you know that's that's this is about black friday that's about black friday so go ahead (laughs) yeah that's that's evil that's evil super villain type stuff right there um but yeah black friday man i mean i'm already starting to hunt for stuff and i want to put this out there for people that may not want to deal with the crowds and the insanity that normally comes along with black friday uh crowds and shopping one shopping online mm, cyber monday or cyber monday okay two and on black friday it is a- <laughs> yes black what yeah it's like uh you know those things you know though that you know that medium is always going to be there and two don't be afraid to check out marketplace on Facebook. Don't be afraid to check out, you know, um, other, you know, similar entities where folks that buy technology on a whim and figure out, oh, maybe I don't want this. And then they sell it practically brand new. <laughs> so, um, uh, another yeah. thing to look out for is uh, owning a small business, Small Business Saturday. Look at your local small businesses on Saturdays. They actually give pretty decent discounts. If you have like a small farmer's market or whatever in your area, usually on that Saturday, they will they will give some discounts and gift cards and stuff. I mean, you don't always have to go a big change. You can always go small market and save your money. Yeah. And last but not least, um, if you're buying video game consoles, games, um, don't be limited to GameStop. Please, 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 please don't. Look, look at Costco. Costco has bundles right now. Yes. Amazon has bundles right now. Sam's Club has bundles right now. Walmart is not that bad. On Walmart online is a lot better than Walmart the store, and you can actually go pick up your stuff. They'll ship it to a local store, and it will come from online. So don't just think game. If you're gonna do video games from a gamer. If you got to do GameStop, if you don't have the rewards program, you're kind of screwing yourself because you can literally get a used game for dirt cheap with the rewards program. I've been keeping the rewards program for a couple of years, and that's how I get my like, I don't want to buy this game, but if I have to get it, I'll get it dirt cheap. That's kind of where I'm at. Exactly. And and, you know, step outside of your box. Like for me this Christmas, you know, I'm going to be doing you know, I'm starting to get into wearable technology now, you know, for for keeping up with health and things of that nature, you know, fitness, that type of stuff. So, you know, don't be afraid to go out and do research. Don't be afraid to look at brands. Um, and, you know, I know talking to some of the Apple folks, you know, that's kind of, you know, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my, my son has a smartwatch. He has a Samsung smartwatch. Um, yeah. I'm getting more into Raspberry Pi stuff personally outside of what I do for work. So I'm about to really, if I can find, get my hands on at least a Pi Zero, which the way they've been looking, it's it's bad. Yeah, it, and and that's a and that's another thing. You know, if you're a parent, and all of us on the panel here are parents, um, and you are looking for a way to get your kid engaged in STEM and computers and technology. A good way is to instead of you know buying the typical console or game for Black Friday, getting the foundation for a STEM project and building something. You can you know, get uh, robotics kits on Amazon for relatively cheap. They can build a spider with a camera on it, or a little puppy with a camera on it. 
it's yeah. going to get them engaged. It's going to teach them programming. And also they'll have the, trust me, if you want to see a kid take care of something, make them build it themselves. They will take care of it like it's gold. Yes, this is they true. Will, they will take care of the thing that they made, whatever you bought. It might be in the back of a closet somewhere, but make them build it. Oh, my God. They're going to worship it. This is true. This or is if you made them pay true. for it. Exactly. <laughs> they pay for it. Oh, now we got to take care of it. Yeah, man. Also, don't yeah. don't look down on like prepaid cards. Don't look down on prepaid like for gamers. Give me a Steam card and see how happy I am. Yep. Give me I a just Steam got, card. I, you, see, you see the smile on my face? That's yeah. because I just got one from from Simone. See? <laughs> Steam cards, PSN no. cards, Xbox cards. Like you don't have to buy a game. Get them a gift card. Like get them to, get them an online subscription. Trust me. You tell somebody they about you about to pay for their PSN for a year. Oh, yeah. he don't love you. If you don't have yeah, to worry about I, that, stuff like that. A game pass for a year? Yeah, yeah game pass for a yeah. year? I mean, oh, you don't yeah. have to be. Oh, that's, that's epic. They'll love you. Exactly. Forever. Like, you don't have to think, I have to get them a thing. If you see them on Xbox, if you see them on the PlayStation, pay for a year worth of them playing online and not have to worry about that monthly bill. Or yeah. give them a gift card so they can download whatever game they want. They may not want the game you give them. Give them the option to pick their own. Gonna look. I learned, get an SD I card. <laughs> get them a memory card or an external drive to get more storage <laughs> oh, yeah, on their yeah, console. Yeah. Yes. I learned Trust a long me. time you, ago. You tell a kid, here's an additional two terabytes of stuff you can fill up. They're going to love They're going to do it. Man, yes. <laughs> so the, you don't have to always buy them the newest. You can buy little simple things. Just buy little add-ons. Buy them another controller. Get them a charging dock. Get them accessories. Especially have a Switch. What? Get them a loop. Get new Joy-Cons. Get all the Joy-Cons. Right. God, yeah. But get them things like that. It's something that's, one, you're going to need it. You're going to use it. There's no such thing as no kid is going to say, I got you a new Switch Joy-Con. Oh, what am I going to do with this? No. They're going to use it. You got a PS5. Like, get stuff. That way you don't have to spend all the... You don't have to get the newest consoles. It's already hard enough to get the console. Get them an accessory for what they got right now. Just to hold them up. Cause that's what I do every year. I get DJ like games or like a gift card or a new SD card or something. Things like that. Hey. Yeah. I got yeah, I gotta say something. This is this is you know kind of a little segue. Uh, but I'm looking at Leslie Leslie's background and I'm like, I'm really <laughs> feeling the piano. The, the piano's dope. No, it, it's just giving me this this whole, you know, uh, you know, cashmere throw. With a bottle, with a glass, type of deal, type of feel. <laughs> yes, welcome to my virtual free home. Yeah, like, like after she gets, like after she gets off the podcast, she's going to just come pop a stogie. They're like pop a stogie, get some cognac, and play a little Rhapsody in Blue. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, big shout out to the back. I might have to use that. Just include, yeah, just include the fireplace. Thank you. All right, but. Yeah, I mean, I think those things are, are really good uh, points of advice for, you know, both the, the tech-savvy consumer and the consumer that's not as tech-savvy. Um, and, you know, be creative. Be creative with your gifts. If you, got, if you have family members like I do that aren't, you know, tech-savvy, in fact, that you're like, uh, you know, you're in-house tech support like I am, um, you know, do do something creative. Like, for example, 
I set up I set up Team Bureau on all of my all my family members' machines. So that way, whenever something breaks, all they got to <laughs> say is, Harvey, can you take a look at my machine? I was like, okay. Instead of having to get up in the middle of the night or do something that's going to be completely time-consuming and, and inconvenient, I could just hop on my Team Viewer console and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just click that icon. That's it. You're good. <laughs> and then go back to work. Um, you know, and those sorts of things people really appreciate because, you know, it, having that type of expertise, you know, we kind of take it for granted being in, in the industry. But for folks that don't have that expertise, you know, those sorts of little things are godsends. So, um, you know, I would definitely uh, keep that in mind. But I, I, I would add that if especially like the suggestions that Leslie made, if you have a little boy or a little girl, especially if it's a little girl, like just 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 see if she enjoys it. Like we could always use more black women in the STEM field. I'm just saying. Yep. <laughs> Literally have a business but, uh, trying to get more women involved in the STEM field. So yep. you trust me, your daughter would love for you to take more of an interest. If she's good in math and science, don't steer her where you think she should go. Nurture that. If she likes math stuff, steer, try to think outside the box. Get her a small coding. You can do coding boot camps for free. Just see what she likes. She might be into it. Yeah, my don't daughter wait until she, don't, don't wait until she's like in high school to be like, hey, do you like computer stuff? She might be liking computer <laughs> stuff right now. There are a lot of young girl gamers. Like, I've done some work with a small uh, small company that does STEM projects with girls on Saturdays once a month. And once I t when I met them and I told them I'm a gamer, three of them instantly was like, wait, excuse me? Uh -huh. Like, I'm a gamer. I stream video games on my part-time. And they looked at me like, you can do that? And they told me, like, their parents would be like, nah, that's your brother. Let your brother get on the game. No, let that little girl play games. Let her play video games. She can make money off it. It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. And that doesn't just go for little people either. If you have older people that are rediscovering technology for the first time, it's never too you, you're never too old to learn how to call. Get them a tablet. My mom loves yep. her little. Uh, she loves her little Galaxy Tab. She's on it all day long. Yeah, my dad is my dad is a born again mad scientist now. He's <laughs> like, oh, he, I mean, if it's even if it's from consumer streaming devices to you know, to organizing music, you know, that he, he is, he became tech savvy in less than a decade. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, you know, those sorts of things happen. And uh, those are all gifts that, uh, you know, Black, Black Friday going into New Year are, are really considerate types of things for to get people that you care about. Now, that being said, we are going to go ahead and bring this show to a close. Um, first, big shout out to my boy Packet Steeler, aka Host Emeritus, you know, for getting the show on the road. You know, uh, in my absence, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, Leslie hadn't been on the show in a minute and she has been missed. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> you know, we need, you know, as Dave eloquently put, Put it, we need, you know, more female presence, women's presence. Is, I'm not going to say female. Woman's presence. Um, women's presence is on the show. Uh, I, uh, all of us have to get out of habit. 
Um, just and... quick side note, just still one of our highest listens uh, uh, shows was the one that was only black women. Just want to put that out yeah. there. And that will, and just as a as a uh, programming note, um, we are going to be revisiting that episode, uh, Black Women in Tech Number Two, in the new year. So stay tuned for that. Um, Leslie, by the way, I'll be talking. Off of, uh, so, I got you. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, for those guys that follow the podcast on our social media media streams. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Twitch. We have our YouTube channel. Sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> you know, Patreon. it helps us pay the bills. <laughs> yes, yes. Helps us pay the bills and it helps us get our name out there for us to be able to put more content. Um, also in the new year, we are going to be putting out a call to add to our number. So stay tuned for, you know, audition calls to join the ranks of the Black Techies. So, um, you know, we'll we'll be doing secret, you know, there's no hazing or anything like that. We'll be doing, we won't be doing any secret ballots. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but we'll be putting the call out sometime in the new year. Um, once we, uh, you know, once we get some programming things kind of organized. And finally, to all the HBCU programs that are filled with esports programs that are really, really doing their thing out there, we got you. You know, um, you know HBCU esports, um, Coppin State, Morgan State, Johnson C. Smith, Morehouse, Clark Atlanta. Um, there are North Carolina A&T's got a really good esports program now. Benedict, all of you guys. We, we are going to be in the tank, you know, showcasing for you guys in the new year. So hit us up. You guys got events going on. We're going to be, we're going to be up in your town virtually, you know, you know, trying to bring HPC Esports and that footprint to the rest of our audiences. With that being said, thank you guys for joining us. And um, until the new year, Mm -hmm. Air Wakanda. Air Wakanda. Mm -hmm.